Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome again to Next Step Leadership Podcast. I'm Chris Maxwell. Uh, Tracy Reynolds and I are honored uh, to have conversations with with friends and to share those conversations with each of you. And thank you again for being a part of our, our audience. Uh, you're like our friends from, from all over the world, and we get to use uh, that high tech. We get to use modern technology to bring the high touch, the honest conversations that we want to be a part of Next Step Leadership. And uh, Tracy, it's good to see you again and, and you get too, times uh, together uh, to be able to do this. And I'm just so excited and honored for the conversation we have today with someone who means so much to both of us. Mm. Amen to that. You know, uh, Chris, I just want to add my thanks to those people who, who live listen to us every week. And if you haven't taken an opportunity to subscribe to our podcast, that would be really helpful. If you just hit the subscribe button wherever you listen, that'd be great. Well, today we are blessed to have Sergio Castro with us. Sergio, I met uh, at Emmanuel College, as did you, Chris. Um, In 2008, he graduated from the School of Christian Ministries there, uh, has been in ministry, this is mind-blowing, 15 years uh, since then, has been an associate pastor, a youth pastor, uh, and a senior pastor. He has done, he's worn a lot of different hats in South America and in the States, in Franklin Springs uh, there uh, near the college. And now he's located in Lenore City at Living Hope Church, one of the most fantastic churches in the entire Southeast with a fantastic a dream team staff. And Sergio is one of a whole cadre of associate pastors there. But it is a pleasure to have you with us, Sergio Castro. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here sharing with you guys today. Yeah, well, just, uh, you know, every time I hear your voice, Sergio, I kind of go back. uh, And Tracy and I think of what you were like as a student. Um, What what an example of dedication of commitment, of endurance, and uh, and so yeah, we we just want more people to get to know you today, and uh, as you tell your story. But uh, and Tracy and I'll try to be careful about telling stories about you, but we can tell <laughs> we can tell right. many great stories, and yeah, they're uh, all good. Yeah, they are all good. They have a happy they have a happy ending. Anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Sergio, do us a favor, buddy. Tell us a bit about how we even got to be sitting here. Uh, across the the airwaves, uh, just sharing, man. Go, go back and tell us a bit of your story and how you came to be a follower of Jesus and went into ministry and the whole nine yards. Well, it's man. It's sometimes I wonder the same things. There's times in my life where I look back and and I just ask myself the questions: How, how did I get here? And you know, the only answer is is the provision of God and the guidance mm-hmm. and the leading of, of the Lord. But I grew up in South America, in the nation of Colombia. Grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor, founded a church, a ministry. And so I grew up all of my life in in a Christian home. I never really wanted to pursue ministry. I think a lot of PKs, you know, that's how we start. We say we don't want to do ministry. But, you know, the Lord just started just calling me and just... uh, 
putting me in positions of, of leadership and service that I just fell in love with, with the calling. And when I was about 17 years old, graduated high school, I went into engineering school. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an engineer. I think that's how my mind works. But after a year, just being in, in a classroom, I just felt I'm in the wrong place. I was doing well. I was good at it, but I just knew I was in the wrong place. And during that time, I told dad, I said, hey, let me come help you at the church. And I think that was a setup from, from God. <laughs> and I said, let, let me just come help you. I'll just do whatever. You know, I sweep, I'll, I'll, I'll clean anything. And I came and helped dad for, for about six months. And during those six months, just incredible things happened. God opened a door at Emmanuel College. I didn't even know of Emmanuel College. Mm. And that's how I ended up at Emmanuel in 2000, uh, in 2004. And, you know, from them on, a lot of, a lot of changes to, to where I am today. Wow, that's, that's incredible. You know, you said something earlier about PKs and not wanting to, to, to do that necessarily. Um, man, you have such a rich heritage. Uh, tell us a bit more about your dad and your family and that church and how that impacted your life uh, prior to Emmanuel College. Mm. Man, I think when I think of my parents, I, I, I just think of the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one thing that made me fall in love with ministry because I saw everything behind closed doors. I don't know. I was telling somebody the other day that, you know, sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, as a kid, you, you need to use the bathroom and you get up to go to the bathroom. The house is dark. And I would just hear somebody talking and I would walk through the hallway, you know, peeking through the hallway to see where that sound came from. And it was just my dad, you know, praying on his needs, you know, at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, and those things to me, that they marked me. I knew that that dad was not just a, a preacher on the pulpit. He, mm-hmm. he, his relationship with the Lord was real. And I just love the way that he was a dad. My parents were parents first. You know, ministry always came second to family. And uh, they were not perfect, but they did a lot of things right, I, I believe. And I think those were a few of the things that made me really value. As, as a PK, you get to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, everything. Yes, and right. if you still want to do ministry after all of that, you know, <laughs> you know the, Lord, the Lord has something for you in ministry. But, but that's how, how, how it happened for me. I just fell in love with their lifestyle and how they mm-hmm. live, uh, how they follow Christ and how they serve people. And, you know, it's a privilege to, to be doing the same thing as, as my dad. Mm. Boy, I think every parent wants their kids to say that about them. I know I won't mind <laughs> to say that. That just good. blesses my heart, brings tears to my eyes, my friend. Well, as you, um, you know, just kind of looking back to your childhood and growing up in the church and, and then what you said about the sort of uh, kind of a, a experimenting a little bit with ministry and is this mm. something I'm willing to do? Uh, talk about uh, your time at Emmanuel. Um, uh, I love the comments that you made to our to our students uh, recently, but just kind of still looking back, part of your testimony. But during that time at Emmanuel, how you I mean, you were such a good student, you had a, you had a great heart for God. Um, kind of talk a little bit about that part of your story. I believe that many of our listeners need to he, need to hear that. What was God doing in your life? How did your life change, and how were you affected by that time at Emmanuel? Well, when I came to Emmanuel, you know, just to give you a little bit of contrast, the moment I, w- I sat in a classroom on my first day of school, 
it felt the opposite of being in engineering school. I knew I was in the right place. And it was a wonderful feeling. It was not an emotion. It just felt I'm in the right place. And I knew that I was there for a time of preparation. The previous year, I had been serving with my dad in ministry. I fell in love with ministry. I started leading in youth ministry, doing a lot of things. And, and I think the Lord does that. You fall in love, and then he stops it. And then he says, go get ready. You need to go prepare yourself. I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay doing it, you know, in the same way that I've been doing it. But I knew that, that I needed to put things on hold to go into a time of preparation and not a lot of doing, but a lot of learning. So for me, Emmanuel was, was an incredible blessing to sit under wonderful professors like, like Tracy and, you know, like, like Hugh Chris as a pastor. And it was a, a time of soaking in, just soaking information, but not just information, you know, just catching what, what you know, I, I remember you saying, Tracy, there's some things that are not taught, they're just caught. And it was a lot of catching, you know, in, in the midst of that. And, and for me, I, on purpose, I decided not to do a lot of things, uh, but it was just a time of preparing. And, and it was a blessing for me. You know, I, I did some things on campus, but but for me, it was just a, a time to learn, to build relationships. The relationships that I've taken with me from Emmanuel to this day, incredible friends in ministry and in life. So that that's 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 part of my experience at Emmanuel College, now university. But, mm. Well, as you were finishing up, uh, I know the Lord led you to work with students. Mm -hmm. uh, and you had, I think it's one of the temptations, something you said, that it's so easy. You get lots of opportunities, and you probably had to say no a few times to pastors who wanted your help and to say, no, I'm in a time of preparation. This is, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do so much now. I, I really value that you said that. But then you were given opportunity to serve in student ministry. And mm -hmm. uh, tell us about that and how that was formative as well. Well, you know, I, I, there are some things that you don't expect, and, and, and I learned that a lot of times, a lot of younger people, they wait to graduate to start looking for something. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I've learned that during the whole time of preparation, God is preparing you into the person that you need to be for that job or for that opportunity. It doesn't come after you get a degree. It mm -hmm. comes as you develop yourself. And, and when I graduated, there was a door open for me to come work at the campus church, the Franklin Springs Church, as a as a student pastor, and and it was more of a hybrid position. It was kind of like an associate pastor, college pastor, you know, youth <laughs> pastor, among all the other things. But but it was a blessing. I think it was part of my time of growth. It was part of my time of developing and and growing as a as a communicator and as a leader. And to me, it was a great experience. To this day, even when I get opportunities to go speak to, to young people, it just brings me back to those years. And, and going back to Emmanuel, man, I got a little, a little nervous. You know, I spoke at Emmanuel mm -hmm. University a couple of weeks ago, and I was just doing the numbers. Some of these kids had not even been born, you know, when I was in college. <laughs> and I'm like, what language do they speak? You know, how do I communicate to them? You know, I have not been a youth pastor in years, but, you know, I think it's kind of like riding a bicycle sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord just throws you in there 
and you either swim or or die. But it was <laughs> it was a blessing. It was a blessing just <laughs> being able you to swim well. I know. I know. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, you you really did a great job, and and I didn't tell you that, and not telling you that this time, uh, just to be nice. I'm a nice guy, but I'm, I tell I tell the truth. <laughs> and you. and Sergio, you you connected to our student population, and I would like for um, more speakers to learn from somebody like you because you make good points, you bring a good meaning of a biblical text, and um, and you, you don't talk forever. I mean, you, you end well. <laughs> I'm short. You, you tell great stories. And to me, that's important to the language of today's tribe and many tribes. Because look at what Jesus did and look at what people of all nationalities do. They tell stories. Mm. Sergio, you are a great storyteller. Yeah. And uh, oh, I just love that. I was The whole time I was listening to you in each of the three services that you spoke, I was just like... I was smiling. I was nodding. I'm like, that's one of my, that's one of my men right there, and and just so so proud of you. But yeah, you know the, can, the irony, the irony of that, and and I keep thinking about it. But you know, English is my second language. You know, Spanish is my first language, and and the irony is how the Lord has taken me to 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 a communication role. Mm-hmm. Uh, even my one of my roles here here at Living Hope recently is communications director. And I just laugh by myself because I'm like, <laughs> how ironic is the guy that, you know, English is, is your second language. You know, you're a communications director and the Lord is pushing you in the area of communication. So That's for cool. me, it's humbling because, because I know it's, it's the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, he becomes strong in my weaknesses. And as mm-hmm. you allow him to use you, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna shine after all. You know, he yeah, deserves yeah. all the all the applause, but, but it's been a blessing to, to be used in that role. And I love communicating and talking in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love being able to, to communicate biblical truth that way. That's good. Well, somewhere in the midst of all that, you got married and mm-hmm. started a family and ended up back in Colombia. Uh, man, you took some, some turns in that. I know. So at Emmanuel, I met my wife, Christy Horn. She, she was Christy Horn, mm-hmm. now she's Christy, Christy Castro, and she was an education major. Uh, my second year at Emmanuel, I met her. She, she was a transfer student, and we dated, you know, our last two years, uh, three years at Emmanuel. Then we dated two more years. It got kind of long at the end there, but after graduation, <laughs> after graduation, we dated two more years. And we were on, I was on campus. You know, she was working at a school nearby, so we didn't feel there was a rush. But, but we, we dated for five years, then we got married, and then we stayed at Franklin Springs. You know, Franklin Springs Church, seven years, and we had our first daughter, Isabella, here in the United States. Mm. But after, after seven years, we, we felt that the Lord was moving us. That was kind of like a, the first move, the first major move for us as a family. Of course, the first one was me coming to, to the States. But that was the first, second move. This time, it was a little scarier because now you have a wife. Now you have a child. Now you have to provide. Now you think twice when you hear the voice of the Lord. Is, is, it, is it you, Lord? <laughs> is, is that you? And and but we but we felt that it was clear. Uh, we had gone to Colombia for a, for some a Christmas break, and we were already married. And I remember my dad said he sat with me at a table, and he said, "Hey, I just want you to know that 
I think it's time for me to transition in leadership. He had been sick for a number of years, and he said, I think the church needs somebody younger, somebody who's prepared, somebody who can just give the church what the church deserves. And, and he said, I'm looking for, for a pastor, and I cannot ignore that one of my sons is a pastor. Mm. And man, you hear those words and they just pierce, they just pierce mm. through your heart. And, mm. and, and I said, well, you know, we both know that this is not yours to give away. Mm. This is the Lord's. And, and we both just need to go into a time of prayer and fasting. And so Christy and I came back to the States and, and man, we couldn't sleep. We, we couldn't <laughs> sleep at nights. So we, we knew. And, and as you mentioned earlier, during, during the last two years of those seven years in Franklin Springs, there were a few opportunities that came up, mm-hmm. uh, ministry opportunities. But I just felt that I was not supposed to jump to another church in, uh, here in the States at the moment, mm-hmm. at the time. So when that, when, when that told us that, it was just like, okay, I think this is something we need to do. And, of mm-hmm. course, the church and the leadership agreed to invite us to consider the possibility to, to come to Colombia. So we moved there in the fall of 2013. Uh, we we resigned to our jobs. She resigned to her job as an educator. Uh, we sold everything we had. I remember the day that we were supposed to have a yard sale. It rained and it poured and it poured. We couldn't mm-hmm. sell anything. And and Christy said, "Hey, let's just let's just let people come in the house." I was like, "No, mm-hmm. the, you know, we take stuff outside." And you know, at six in the morning. There were people knocking on our door, you know, taking everything out of our house, you know, Mm -hmm. even stuff that we were not (laughs) selling. But uh, it was just kind of like an urgency from the Lord to say, hey, you got to go. You got to go. So we were able to transition that church. And my dad passed in 2017. So he was right about timing. Uh, He was he was on on spot about the timing. We transitioned, you know, three or four years even before he, he passed. And, you know, it was, it was a healthy transition, mm-hmm. and, and it was incredible. So we, we, we have been there for 10 years. Even being here in the United States right now, we're still, we're still leading the church and leading uh, the network of churches in Colombia. Uh, you know, through technology, there's a lot of things that we can still do through the distance. But it's been a blessing to serve pastors and, and the people of, of my home country. Wow. As you're talking about that, before we finish this session, tell us how that works, because there are so many people these days, uh, Tracy, me, so many people who are bivocational, and even those who would be considering all the roles they're playing as full-time ministry positions, they're working in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And you know my word, equilibrium. How do, you, how do you balance that out with family, your personal growth and development, your self-care, your health? Mm-hmm and also responsible for churches in the nation of Colombia and being faithful to the church where you're serving. So in just the last couple of minutes, Sergio, give us some, some good suggestions on that. Well, you know, I, I am a person that by nature I like to give 100%. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that you don't have to give 100% to be successful at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can either work hard or you can work smart. And, and I mm-hmm. think, you know, once when you're young without kids, you just work mm-hmm. hard. And that's, that's, the only, that's the only gear you know, hard. But as you have children and a family, I remember my wife, I'll tell you this. I remember my wife telling me this during our time in Colombia, you know, after being at work, you know, counseling people, pastoring a church. 
one day she said to me, she said, you know what? Uh, all day long, you give people the best of you. And when you come home, we get the worst of you. Mm-hmm. And, and it just confronted me. You know, I, I was, you know, when you come home, you're tired. You know, you don't want to talk. You just want to sit. You just want to lay. And, and those were just, just I, I believe it was the Holy Spirit. And I, I think my wife, she's the assistant to the Holy Spirit most of the time. <laughs> she, and she makes sure that she lets me know that. But, but when she told me that, I knew it was the Lord. So from that moment on, uh, I knew that there, change, there were changes that I had to make to create mm. balance and equilibrium uh, when it came to, to family. You know, I will do ministry even after my kids are gone. But right mm. now in this season of my life, they're here. Mm. And it is my job to, to, to minister to them. So, so, you know, I'll be going to soccer games this week, softball games, and uh, just balancing. I mean, I don't think there is a formula but you have to know what, what are the priorities in your life that's and right. play them in that yeah. order. Well, that's so good. Well, Sergio, thank you so much for yes. this conversation. We look forward to continuing and uh, having you on the, on the next podcast also. And again, Tracy and I are proud of you. And thank I pray you. that we can, we can all just receive your words today. So many things that I want to kind of take away. But, hey, as we're working hard, let's work smart. Mm-hmm. Amen. And remember, right. the, the, remember the reason we're doing what we're doing, That's the right. person that we are serving and what he has, what he has done for us. And he promised to be the one doing the work through us and help us find ways to make sure that our next steps are our very best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, a weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you joined us. You can find us on your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Tracy Reynolds' new book, Second Chair Leadership, How to Serve, Thrive, and Lead from Where You Play, is available now at ctracyreynolds.com or Amazon. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their musical releases at casualamericans.com or your favorite music supplier. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.